imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal with Conan Neutron and Josh Davis. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. That's like a science thing, right? Yes, yes, y'all. It's a science thing. This is a science place. It is time for the one, uh, the only. Protonic reversal. And we welcome you to it. It's science time. It's science time, baby. It's it's. Uh, we're ready, raring, and uh, we're ready for to create some some un, completely unlistenable talk, <laughs> as it was. None so charitably described to me by by a disgruntled fan it was like unlistenable. Wow! Like it, really? Yeah, yeah. I was I was like that's, that's unlistenable. Tell us how you really feel. All right, Ooh. fair enough. <laughs> it's like the fellow who spent the entire iTunes review talking about how he didn't like how long the theme song was. Right. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, fine. Well, let's hear your show. In fact, let's not. Uh, so this is this show. show. This yeah, is, this, I, I this absolutely is, will not listen to it. Reversal. Very excited for uh, that's what we're doing for for tonight, Josh. It's been a minute. I feel like a billion things have happened since, since we had a, a since we had the last show. Keeps, keeps coming up. Yeah, lots of stuff. We had yeah. um, we had we had we had a little PRF barbecue. We did, Ooh. and that was wonderful and uh, recharging. Yeah, that, that was a very necessary yeah. sort of situation. Kind of hit right at the right time. Mm-hmm. And Indeed, that, that that felt really good. You recorded a record, or you've recorded most of a record. Most of a record. We're we're uh, <laughs> it's, it's mostly we we've got the. Uh, Vocals and percussion and a few effects yet to do, but otherwise it's done to that point, which is excellent, fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Um, sounded pretty good. Like you are, know, are you going with the name that you mentioned? Did you mention that on air, or did we? Did did it, it, I, I don't remember I don't if I mentioned varsity level fuck jams, but that's uh, no, that has <laughs> been that has been vetoed by certain <laughs> members little, of the band. Yeah, it's it, it is a little goofball, like and yeah, but nobody else has any other fucking ideas. That's <laughs> an, but but Josh, that will never stop anyone from criticizing existing ideas. <laughs> That's entertainment, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the best one I think we saw going around was uh, Rasmussen said we should call it If I Had a High Five 4, <laughs> even though it is very specifically not our fourth album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like, know. That's, that's the best one I've seen so far. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd laugh. You know. Once. Once. <laughs> <laughs> album tells are meant to make you laugh more than once, are they? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's more just if it's a... S- well, the number thing is... Is interesting. I, like the fucking champs did that, and you know it yeah. worked. It yeah. worked, especially for their for their mo for their for their whole thing. Exactly. Um, yeah, you could do. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I have great song titles. But I'm saving them all for myself. Or album <laughs> titles. But I'm saving them all for myself. Well, so. yeah, that's fine. That's understandable. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna be talking to who are we talking to today, Josh? Oh, we're already talking this. to Jeff Mueller. Yeah, from Juno Forty Four, Shipping News, Rodan, um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he's a 
fantastic dude. There was recently some um, June 44... Activity? Activity. In Italia. Mm-hmm. Good, old, good old Italy for the Uzeda anniversary. So. Yeah. Well, it was a festival deal of some kind or a bunch of bands over there. Yeah, uh, some kind of something. We didn't go. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I, I had no idea. I don't know, uh, but it looked it looked awesome. We're gonna yes. talk, we're gonna talk to Jeff about it. We're gonna talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. It's, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. Having a hell of a time. Looking forward to it. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else? I've done plenty, but I don't know. Nobody's interested in that. We uh, doing that show thing next week. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a bunch of Conan Neutron Secret Friend shows next week. There's yeah, like, uh, Chicago and. Racine for and even the high fest, playing. yes, with uh, Lardo yeah. and um, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of great bands. Look on the bunch internet for that. Uh, yeah, we haven't played a show since uh, October, I think. Oh, I was trying to think. That. For some reason, I thought it was in the it was in the spring. But I think you're right. No, I think it was October. We were we were just concentrating so hard and trying to get the damn thing written. And, well, now it's written. Sure, there you go. <laughs> Done. So that'll be that'll be cool. Yeah, Enjoy that uh, that should be fun. There's still, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I, the, another single got released. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. This, this one with Donagon. So I, I think ostensibly that'll be the seven inch release for that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you don't have to drive overnight to Detroit again. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that would that would that would be nice, right? That would be nice. Uh, it's always nice to not have to drive states away. At the last minute, yeah, for, for anything ever, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say, don't recommend it. Yeah, don't that's recommend what I'm it. Saying. You know, I do a lot of crazy things with some degree of uh, regularity, and uh, I w- would not want to wish that on an enemy, frankly. <laughs> uh, but that said, it's better to have stuff for tour than, than not to have stuff for tour. This is true. This, this is, is true. As, as related in episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember 100 and f- yeah, it's one of those one of those damn episodes. <laughs> I don't even uh, know what episode this is. I think it's 120. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's July. I put my first ever <laughs> ask for people to like the page today in four years of this being a show, and I, I felt okay about that, especially because like, a lot of people that are regular listeners like, oh, I didn't, never that never even occurred to me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And again, I don't I don't give a damn about it. It's just like the, the iTunes thing. It, just, it helps people find it. Yeah. I wish that wasn't the world we live in. That's <sighs> the world we live in. Such is, such is the life of the radio on the internet's. I guess go like it on Facebook or some shit. I don't know. Like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, hit that subscribe button. Ring those bells. Ring the, uh, uh, ring those bells. Other with a, uh, go to our Patreon. And we don't have a Patreon. Uh, Maybe we should. But the thing is, like, <laughs> I, it took me four years to like, like invite people to like the Facebook page. So the fact that Real like you know, hey, give me money. Proactive for on this. that whole thing. Yeah, like, ugh. <laughs> and it's not because I don't think it's deserving. It's just I find the whole thing so distasteful. I need to. Hire on someone with my no money that does not find like a fundraiser. Well, or a fun raiser. Hey, <laughs> right? I'm not going down that road. Yeah, yeah, don't. It's <laughs> you know how I am. Um, but no, it's I, I know what you mean. It's kind of, but it's it's been very interesting, and it's kind of it's it's becoming more like a, like generally acceptable. I feel. Yeah, like well, I feel like it's kind of just like something like, oh yeah, of course you would do that. Why the fuck wouldn't you? Because there are there are certain things like this that are not necessarily easily monetizable otherwise right people get value out of it but yeah. it's not necessarily um it's not necessarily something that has any potential way to like even break even let alone uh, get a take you know get a profit not that anyone's like making a profit off or anything exactly but it's, yeah it's less like a 
when you hear a really good show, you, you I, I don't know about you, but I'm always like, oh wow, I wish that you know this this is so great. I wish the people that did this just were doing this more, yeah, you know, and were able to like, get something back from it. Well, and it can work out that way. It can, and it has for some people. It has, and 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 I've you know I've I've contributed to that in, in at least one case where you know one of the uh, the the one Patreon thing I donate to actually has become their their living. So it's, it's amazing. Kind of, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> like they so just get know. to do this show. Yeah, I don't. I don't job. know. I don't know what I, what I how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> frankly, and but I think it, still, yeah, mixed I, feelings. This show being like a niche of a niche too, especially mm. like it's 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 sort of. But then there's shows that I feel that are, you know, frankly not nearly as good, and they seem to you know nobody seems to be pissed off about it when they put out the cup. Yeah. <laughs> well, it does cost money, you know, it to does. a certain degree, right? So. Certainly. I don't know. Whatever. This is. This is. I'm. Here. Here's. Here's. Here's my new metric. If I'm bored by the conversation, <laughs> okay. chances are the listeners are bored yeah, as well. Right. Um, don't write me about this. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's not not worth your time. No, it's it's not worth anyone's time really. Uh, I am. Why don't we play a Juno Forty Four song? That sounds and, like a fun idea. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Jeff, and I'm I'm really excited. I I like that guy a lot. I like pretty much everything he's ever done, and I'm excited that there was activity, some musical activity that there hasn't been in quite some time, and um, I think that's really rad. I'm trying to think of one that's not a hundred thousand years long. I think we'll do Anaset, which is off of uh, Tropics and Tropics and Meridian. One nine minutes long. Yeah. For sake. All right. Well, we might. <laughs> <laughs> so we might do part of Anaset. Yeah, we might do part of Anaset. Like we we want, we want to get talking to Jeff here. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I might I might have to be the like. So you, nobody ever bought your Ramones cassette, huh, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. We joke because we love uh, Anaset. June of forty-four. Back with Jeff.
Uh, we got a little Anaset there for you. That was, uh, again, that's a, that's a great number. That's off of um, Tropics and Meridians. I picked it because I thought the other one was too long and <laughs> totally forgot that was a nine-minute song. Oh. So, uh, yeah, well, we'll hear the other nine minutes of that later. Uh, but this is, of course, that was that was Anaset by Juno44. And on the line now, we have uh, uh, Mr. Jeff Mueller. Hello. How you doing, sir? Hey, man. I'm um, pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for having me. How are you? Very, very, very good to have you. I know we had some kind of near misses <laughs> a few <laughs> times with the scheduling, and uh, we appreciate you working with us, and uh, it, it's an honor to have you, man. Yeah, yeah, it's the trouble with children. That's what it is. When you have kids, you know, you, you just sort of can't drop it all and, and, right. and, and, ta- and talk to nice people nearly as much as you'd like. But, man, I appreciate your patience and uh, perseverance. Thank you for enduring. You're, you're throwing me off because usually it's not the guest that's profusely thankful. Usually we have to be the one profusely thankful, but that just shows the mark of your character. Oh, geez. Good. All right, then. I'm awesome. I'm a phenomenon. I'm wicked cool. No, 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 no. It's just uh, it's just really like all these things, like when people want to talk to me, it always kind of catches me off guard because, uh, you know, nine chances out of ten these days, I'm I'm not. I'm not working music. I'm doing right. my my regular life, working at my print shop or raising my kids and playing music for them all the time. I have a strong audience of two at home. <laughs> my 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 10 year or my 5 year old and my 13 year old. Are but, are, they, um, are they into what you're throwing down or are they uh, harsh critics? Uh, you know, I'm going to leave that. No, um, my daughter, I'm, not, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure my, my little miss, hey, the music that I play for them is, is, is strictly coffee house. It's strictly decaf, like gotcha. mocha latte, like Ultra. kind of like, a, like skim. It's a little skim, <laughs> but, latte. you know, it's, it's, it's a little skim, uh, but the, um, but you know, Leo, uh, my 13 and a half year old, he was, um, he had never seen me. Well, he saw me play when uh, he was four, and d- decidedly did not like any of it. It made him <laughs> d- depressed and angry. Uh, but, but he was in Italy with me last month, and uh, he, I, I think it, I think it caught him a little bit sideways how much he actually did enjoy it, which made me pretty happy. Do you think it was like the live? And 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 again, you've just given me the best professional segue ever. Every so, thank you. Um, but the uh, I'm working. I'm, I'm trying to help you. Yeah, I'm on you're your great. side. You'll be a oh, fantastic good, good. co-host. Watch out, Josh. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> okay, do me the favor. <laughs> you know, I read a little thing on this little Facebook thread about this, where someone was sort of uh, angry with you about your banter. And, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sorry to hear that because you know that's what this is all about, isn't it? It's about banter. It's what it's, it's what it's all about. Well, so. and, and like for for all the nine, for 99 people that you know find it delightful or at least uh, mostly harmless, there's gonna be one person's very vocal like terrible. And you know what? Are, what Not are you gonna funny. do? Funny. If, if you if you try to please everybody, then you end up well, pleasing you know, nobody. Yeah. You know it's it's hard to find delight. I'm sorry in the word delightful. So so next time you use the word delightful, just 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 remember that delightful is a really harsh word. It's a it's a shrill word. Be careful with the usage of delightful. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. All right. I'm just, just trying to look out for you. No, again. no, I, I I always appreciate that. <laughs> I, I I truly care. Okay, so what's next? So, so you gave me a great segue, and then we we went super meta on it. And the fact that there there was some some live. So so is the do you think the difference was like seen in a live format because you did play. Uh, in Italy, uh, if, I, if yes. I remember correctly, right? Uh, very recently, uh, James That's Sullivan right. says hello because apparently we're the biggest narrow casted show on the internet. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> he oh yeah, points. he's you know I had I, I we ran into him with our friend Ryan Duncan who used oh, yeah. to run a really amazing yep. label in Chicago, and we ran into you know all those guys. We ran into him and again at the in, at the airport. He was on the way back to Toronto. It's hard to miss with that hair. 
He's got a, I don't know why it is serious. He's serious with the snapback. He's yeah. got the snapback, and then he's got the long, the long black strands kind of digging out of the sides. It is seriously something else. It's a Mount Rushmore worthy. But so we, so we, you know, yeah. So he, you know, Leo had. I think it had a lot to do with being in Italy, being kind of caught up in it, and also, you know, this. There, you know, there's a certain amount of spectacle to it and anticipation and. It, just general excitement. So yeah, I think. Because how long had it been since uh, since June of forty four played last? It had been quite some time, uh, right? It, November twenty third, nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Uh, wow. In in Leuven, Belgium, was our was our last show uh, before we took this. I, I, before we stopped, I don't want to say we broke up, but before we stopped, yeah. we stopped just completely. It was a hard stop, and we didn't, you know, we didn't do do much, and we'd been offered a few sort of other reunion options or, you know, other festival opportunities and those sorts of things. But they all just kind of, not to be diminutive, but they all just sort of fell off the ears. But when our friends um, from Catania, our friends Agostino and Giovanna... Yeah, who, are, who are just asked, amazing human beings as well as amazing musicians. Exactly. And, it, it, you know, it, it, it just wasn't something that we could just not pay attention to. So, right. you know, initially it was just sort of circulate the question and see if it's possible and it was, which was kind of unusual. But then there were other variables that we had to take into account. And when we finally decided that it was doable, it was sort of like, uh, oh, now we actually have to do it. One of those things. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, You're like, oh, but, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, before you fully cognize what you're agreeing to. It's been 19 you, years since I played some it. of these tunes. It uh, might have to listen back a little bit. <laughs> that was, you know, the interesting thing is uh, there was the, certainly the listening back portion of it, but there was also watching live YouTube videos of myself to learn uh, where my hand position oh, was. Oh, nice. Sure. Sure, yeah, yeah. It was it was strange. It was mm. really strange. Because really you like, recognize the person you're watching as you, but then you're also like, what What am I doing there? Yeah, because <laughs> you know, happening? I was I was you know, I was 100 in the weeds on on many of the songs, and you know, the music is still uh, very very dear to me in many many ways. Even though I've sort of you know my songwriting style and my approach to playing music and playing guitar has certainly changed over the course of the past 20 years, but there's there's bits and pieces in all of that music that's still crucial and, and quite important to me so i didn't want to none of us sean fred doug none of us wanted to kind of go into it like oh we're going to be basically covering our old music we wanted to try to right. be be with it we wanted to be on top of it and playing it in a way that sort of mattered and um i feel like we kind of i feel like we kind of got there through you know a, a, like four or five really long days of rehearsal and um a lot of practicing on our own. So yeah, like watching YouTube videos, there's actually a guy, if you, if you go, you know, I just, in my research, try to figure out how to play our old songs. There's a guy and um, I'm not sure where he is, but he posts videos of like him playing our songs. Oh, so no way. And, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's like how you play. I think there's one song in particular that I found. It's a song off of, um, I think it's off of four great points. It's a song uh, called shadow pugilist. Oh, sure. um, yeah. Yeah. But he, um, he says how to play Shadow Pugilist, and he figured out like how to play both parts. I, I love that wow. so much. I, I love the <laughs> fact it's like it's like kids in their bedroom too. Like I mean, I remember the first one I saw of those. It was a, uh, it was something crazy. It was like a, uh, it was like a, a Drive Like Jehu song or something. It was just yeah. this like fourteen year old kid just shredding out this like crazy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, if you if, you if you if you're into that, there's a um. There's a video of a kid, I think from Japan, who's playing a Rachel's a Rachel song called what? "Water from the Same." What? It's called "Water from the Same Same Source," yeah. and his his version is outrageously perfect. I mean, it That's is amazing. so 
yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. But, yeah, so. That, that's one of the things that kind of states the case for the internet being a tool for things other than woe and uh, spreading misery in, in the world, which is always you nice. To, yeah, you know, or, or complaining about banter. I, I try yeah. really hard to sort of just to avoid, <laughs> completely avoid. Um, sorry, I, I'm, I'm being, was that harsh? Am I being harsh? But I try to avoid. Um, I, I'd love to say I, it wasn't on my mind all day, but it was completely on my mind all day. And, and I like, was like, I was like, "Fuck you, dude!" Like, really? Hey now, hey now. Let's turn the screws down just a little bit. It's getting a little bit rough here. But my I mom think, is, my mom is listening mom is to this. Okay. That's true. Well, I, I did appreciate. Shout that. out to my mama. What's up, mama? My, 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 when it was a when it was a morning show, my dad was a regular listener and call-in guest, and that was that was wonderful. But yeah, he he, he doesn't mess around with no uh, late night business. He's not looking for it. Um, sure, sure. But I, I just I felt like. On one hand, it's like, wow, that's some of the most amazing criticism that I've gotten since starting the show. But on the other hand, it was like, wow, where the hell did that come from? Really? Okay. Maybe it's just constructive. It's not for everyone. (laughs) Of course, of course. Not for you, clearly. (laughs) Um, Anyway, what were you going to say? Sorry, that's enough about me. Yeah, uh, I was... Uh, I'm not precisely certain what I was about to say. I was, uh, you know, that that's your job. That's your that's your portion of this conversation that we're having is that you're supposed to draw it out of me. Yeah, like you're, well, you're th- I keep trying, and then you, you keep bringing up other stuff, and we want to talk about the other stuff. But I, I think it's amazing. The, the is, that, that's, is that the bait and switch? You're blaming me. Yeah, you're blaming it, me. You you found the secret formula for this show and oh. and, and a okay. recipe for success. <laughs> we bait and switch yeah. the guests. Oh boy! So like so yeah, we did. So okay, well I'm gonna pull it back in now. Yeah. So yeah, Take we went home. to Italy and we did. You know, like we did this. Um, you know, we played. You know, we played with bands that we also are are, are quite dear to us. We played with the X and we played Amazing. with Shellac yeah. and we mm-hmm. played with the Black and with. Uh, are you? Are you in Oakland? I saw the Oakland prefix on this, but I think you're somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah, so I live in Milwaukee now, but both myself and the show uh, were based in Oakland uh, for a long time. I lived in Oakland for 22 years, but I moved to Milwaukee uh, about a year ago. So it's, it's been, see, um, and, and Josh, uh, who's my co-host here, Josh Davis, everybody. Hello. Is, uh, <laughs> uh, he is a Milwaukee dude that uh, plays in a great band called If I Had a Hi-Fi that I know from touring. And that's one of the reasons oh, why I'm good. here. So that's why he's my co-host. Got it. Well, so well, I was just going to say, like, um, another West a West Coast band, but San Diego style was the Black Heart Procession. Oh yeah, Black Heart Procession. You know, Hell yeah. and Juno for and it was curious is that Juno Forty Four when we were active, we toured with them quite a bit, and we, yep. you know, we shared many many nights together. Um, and they're just, you know, it was just really, uh, you know, it was less of a reunion and it was less of a festival. It was seriously just like a party, and that's sort of what alleviated uh, a lot of the pre-show or show stress in, in its entirety you know i mean it was unusual because uh for us as a band our biggest shows have always been in italy you know we're oh, from chicago okay. and louisville and yeah. dc you mm-hmm. know and new york but um we're more of a new york city band than anything but um which is un- unusual to say because a lot of people equate us to chicago or to louisville right. or even dc but our you know we wrote our first record ostensibly in its entirety in in new york a lot of the parts and a lot of the songs were sort of like the skeletons of the songs were written in louisville by me or by sean in tennessee or in new york but um but we wrote the record as a band in 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 new york city like as a cohesive Um, entity like coming together for like being what was known as the band it all kind of came together in new york huh 
That, that's right. That's right. But so it was just always unusual because we tour in the States and we'd play big shows in Chicago, like biggest shows in Chicago or in New York. We'd always be excited to play on in San Francisco. And yeah, uh, I saw Austin. a couple of those shows actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then but then we go to Italy and, you know, our first shows in Italy were like twice to nearly three times the size of any shows that we'd ever played in the United States. And it was just it just very, resonated, huh? That's awesome. Uh, well, I, yeah, I think, you know, Sean, the other, you know, Sean Meadows and I were talking about like this whole, this whole thing about us going there a few a month or two prior to leaving. And just, we just get a sense that somehow our music has sort of seeped into this weird subculture there that just, it makes it sort of timeless in this really great way, you know? So that, I, I, that I was can super actually cool. To- I can totally see that. And, and you know, speaking a little to a point a little bit earlier uh, to me always uh, especially coming from being a california person and you know only seeing you like in in uh, like san francisco again one of those shows is blackheart there was kind mm-hmm. of an air of mystery about it because it wasn't you know it wasn't the record covers didn't have like you know you guys like making throwing signs at the camera or anything <laughs> like you know like you didn't know what like these guys even look like but they they look these records like we're oh it's so you know it looks like oh that's a crazy and then you saw us and you were like professional athletes you were like (laughs) these are like these are like men of like men of music calendar worthy dudes in stirrups no no sorry uh so but but like the like even with the packaging like with with the all the uh what's the fireproof rest stuff like all the um uh like the the really just ornate and unique kind of like oh this is like an art piece like and it's a cd and again, sure, like, sure. everyone thinks about it as vinyl now, and 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 I'm I I, lo- I love that as well. But even like with the CD, it was just sort of get stood out as like, oh, what is this? Oh, oh, crazy. And I think that that kind of when there is sort of an era of mystery like that, I think it's uh, that can be appealing for folks to kind of uh, glom glom onto, and and you know, it gives it, it does give it a bit of a timeless quality. And and but of course the. The trade-off is if if you're living nuanceless times, people aren't necessarily going to pick up on it or care either. And, sure. Uh, that, that's always the other side of it. Mm. Yeah, sure. Well, I think, you know, I was always I was always really, really thankful and filled with gratitude for, for Corey at, at Touch and Go to sort of jibe with um with some of our ideals as far as packaging is concerned. So that stuff, you know, it's it's you know, it's not outrageously expensive and it definitely encourages sales because it catches your eye. Like the artwork for those records definitely had uh, something to do with people's interest in them at, at the onset. Like you look at it, like you, just like you said, it's not like pictures of, you know, us or a, a traditional record cover. It's just this sort of, it's like Godspeed would do it. And, yep. t- and um, Shellac had records like that and Tortoise had records like that. And sure. I think initially there was sort of some, there's an, uh, some evocative sort of attraction to them, but they're not cheap to make, you know, Ooh, there's an expense yeah. to them. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, I, you know, I was just always really thankful that, um, that we had people that supported those ideas. And at the end, you know, at the end of the day, you know, truth be told, there was never really, it, it was all just about the aesthetics of them. It wasn't really about spending money or making something uh, that would catch your eye. It was more just about like, let's make something that just looks really, really cool to us. Let's do some really, really interesting artwork and package these records in a way that seems really special. Um, that, that was always sort of the, the dream at least. Um, so that certainly yeah. so you achieved that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And then, you know, and, and, and that's interesting to hear you say that there was some like weird, you know, they're, they're just sort of cryptic. They're sort of encoded. So mm-hmm. the, the notion that, 
we'd show up in San Francisco and people may or may not have an understanding of what they were getting themselves into the first time that they right. experienced sure. one of our shows. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing to hear. Well, I believe when I, when I dragged my my very good friend Christopher Bullock out to go see them, I believe I described you. I described you guys in excuse the reductiveness of this as a shellac with a nautical fixation. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, oh. But I oh, meant that as a, wow. as a distinct compliment. Uh, it sounds delightful. It sounds really delightful. <laughs> I was, I was being incredibly Ouch. reductive, but, but, uh, and I realized that, you know, I've become much better describing music since then, but like I, the nautical imagery was something that was so identifiable, uh, sure. it, be, be it like with song titles, with with the with the album art, like I kind of like it, it was something that was that something that just kind of naturally formed. Um, obviously, the Henry Miller thing, I think, is is fairly well known, right? But like, I think like yeah, there's a lot of that. But I think aesthetically, like we at the time, like there was a lot of you know, I think I was Sean and I, Sean was uh, also playing bass in, in Lungfish, and uh, I, I you know I, I I can't remember where we found the book, but there was a um, I was just looking through old flash tattoo menu boards, you know, like the when you know you'd go and look and you know, sailors would get off, at, you know, get off the boat and they would go on shore and they would find somebody to give them a tattoo and there was one, there was one set, set one book that, you know that really really kind of captured me but the whole uh, that whole like that whole aesthetic and that whole like like sort of culture sort of kind of grabbed me in a way that um you know i think both of us in some capacity in a way that sort of just the 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 style and the way that we were sort of approaching the the band at that point was very sort of like like wavy and sort of turbulent you know we just yeah sort of just... it almost just the music itself almost evoked a sort of like seasick and calm kind of kind of thing uh in a lot of the compositions and i think it definitely was right down the line with what you guys were doing with the artwork and the whole presentation that i think is i mean i'm hard pressed to think of another band that's kind of had pulled off that kind of unifying thing and that's why yeah. I, that's why I was like I was like oh yeah and it's almost like some some of the things as analog you know going going to see and what you know it's like okay like there's there's things where it's being a, a person who plays in a band and, and doing stuff and like it's like it's kind of like going to see when you go on tour like this and that but it wasn't like quite as oblique and overt and just on the nose it was a little more mysterious and I think mm. that that's uh kind of what yeah I think that was part. A- yeah, and we tried to, you know, we tried to mitigate a healthy relationship between like cliche or cheesy and you know cryptic and sort of nefarious, you know, rather than it just to keep it interesting. But you know, towards our second to last and our last record, I think we tried to sort of shirk ourselves of any nautical duties and tried to make it more about like, you know, more about like just this, like just like the artwork being sort of standalone and the the music sort of sort of just going in a different direction um as far as just concept is concerned and so, uh so that would that make anahata the uh the ship going back to port then in that case uh, the ship going back to port um <laughs> and being uh, i think uh i'm not entirely certain it was more of that record was more about levitation it was more about like if anything that song that, that record's more about aeronautics i mean there's a song about it uh, about airplanes there's a song on it about there's a song actually called levitation of the uh what is it escape of the levitational trapeze artist it's just like another i think that's so, one of the best records on that one i like that one a lot yeah oh thanks but so thank you but like you know it was just it, it was i think it was more or less uh about trying to avoid any 
concept records at that point. We were just trying to make, you know, records that were sort of just operated within the shape of themselves. Like, did you feel at any point that you kind of almost wrote yourself into a corner for being like the, like, like I said, the incredibly reductive shellac with nautical themes sort of like vibe. Not that that really accurately even describes anything, but did you, was, was that like a conscious decision to like, Hey, we can, we can do some different stuff here. Like we're, we're limiting, we're, we're, we're only using like 16 crayons of the 64 crayon box here. Maybe. I think there was a little bit of that amongst the four of us. I mean, there may have been, it may not have been a consistent sort of complaint or concern, but I think that there were certainly like, let's just kind of get away from that for a little while and see what, see what, you know, see what that merits, you know, see what that brings in. And so then how did that, how did that tie in when you're figuring out what to play for the, uh, for the shows with the, the Zeta guys? Like I did, I mean, it was, it, you know, were you just like, well, let's just, what fe- what feels best was it more like calculated of like all right let's do a little bit from this era a little bit from that era like how did you how did you sort that more the latter more the um you know like we sort of picked and chose um picked and chose certain songs that we thought were more within the scope of what people wanted to hear you know and also we we we, we the, the 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 chosen list if you will was i think we relearned about 15 or 16 songs but we had 22 or 20 23 that we wanted to try to relearn mm. but um some of them were just too crazy some of them were just like wow it's a lot I, of work yeah there's <laughs> a lot of work and there's, there's, a, there's so many like <laughs> acrobatics and a lot of like weird yeah. like crazy parts in these songs that i just you know like if we'd had more time to rehearse and really get it together if we planned on doing a lot more you know, we probably would have spent a little bit of time getting those songs together, but you know, there was a little, there was an air of airing on the side of caution and trying to relearn mm. the majority yeah. of the songs that we tried to relearn were songs that we thought people wanted to hear, but also were songs that were relatively easy for us to relearn. Yeah. I mean, general. like, you know, if you, you know, if you don't play sharks and sailors that, you know, that the Canadian kid with the weird hair is going to freak the fuck oh, <laughs> out. That was ca- case, case in point. Yeah. He came with his foam rubber finger, but it was a foam rubber shark. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it was just you know. But, but it was he just, could have. He could have. He really, he truly, he truly could could have. He I came with a it. bucket of. He came with a bucket of chum. He just came with a big bucket of <laughs> but, like crap. fish guts <laughs> and, like, and a Jolly Roger. He was you no, better. no. He was so. I mean, awesome. just like just looking at you and like and like making eye contact and like pointing. To See, the this chum. is what's amazing. This is what's am- like. I'm I'm gonna segue away from this as far as um people that you know like i i was really careful and cautious because you know there's a lot of this whole internet thing that sort of brings you you know in in many ways as far as music musicians and 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 people that like their music uh it brings people like it's a a, a, people are a lot easier to access than maybe they were 15 years ago so like you, you know we would get letters in the mail uh like snail mail letters and be like oh that's really awesome and we would do our best to return them but if somebody writes you uh, a facebook message or writes you an email directly really you know you're you're just a, a, a straight up bad person if you don't respond Even, yeah I mean, the level of effort's pretty low to be yeah like, hey, dude, but you just thanks. but you need to you, you need to participate so i was i'm always really careful with that because it matters you know i feel like for someone to even on the lowest common denominator anybody that reaches out to you in any capacity, just to tell you something or to say something about something that you've done, it's important and it's it's crucial that you just don't take it like it, it you know, like it doesn't mean anything. It's crucial that right. you respond in some capacity. So what was really interesting is like when we arrived in Italy, there were several people that I recognized 
who were there to see me play who didn't recognize me at first. <laughs> and, I would, and I would approach him. I'd be like, like Ryan, Ryan Duncan, for right. instance, he walks up and I was like, Ryan, what's up, man. And you know, I met him like 20 years ago yeah, in yeah, Chicago yeah. and he didn't, and there's, there's this guy from, um, and he like looks, from, he's like changed looks seven times since I've known him. Yeah. So, I mean, like he's one, he's one to talk, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Sure. But then like, uh, <laughs> this guy, this guy, uh, Ralph, uh, hammers, buzz rodeo. You know, I, he, but he's sort of like, he, he's like a musicologist super fan of oh, so many sure. good things and for he's sure. just 100 percent positive Wait, he, we, good we, energy we, we guy were, we were lab- my old band and and his old band were label mates and uh yeah. Oh, I see. Talk about someone that was made for the Facebook age. Boy, he's just he's just uh <laughs> no, no, but he's just <laughs> he's really right but in. he's just he's but he's just though. really he's a total sweetheart, you know, and he was just one of those people was like, Ralph, what's up? And he was like, Uh, who are you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> he's like, What are you doing here? Do not talk to me, weird person. I don't have money for you. Please. <laughs> but you know, but I was like That's I didn't want to just get but you know, I just introduced myself, and then we had a really nice conversation. And a couple of other people. This guy Duncan Liu from from Italy, and uh, there's this guy Marco Leone from Rome. Just these people that you know, we've never met face to face, but you know, right. it just felt like it was important to try to like, you know, cultivate a positive, more like like healthy social media environment by just at least acknowledging the fact that I recognize them. Yeah, you know, and, and that you see them, and that you know, and so, and that's interesting too. Because speaking of you know being almost like a twenty year gap between like last shows yeah. you played, there's probably were a good amount of people that had never seen you play at all. I would imagine, right? I mean, oh, there were, yeah, like yeah, definitely so, certainly so. Like the, those people, I think Ralph saw us once, but and Ryan probably saw us, but like this kid Duncan was in his mid twenties, and Marco yeah. was in his like late twenties, early thirties. Uh, so they're busy learning to walk at the time. They weren't they weren't going to go see Funeral Forty Four, or something, or something. Thing. Yeah, that's precisely right. You know, not just don't make me feel so just damn old. <laughs> you just hurt me. You just really sorry, hurt sorry. me. No, it's, it's okay. It, it happens. We, we it do happens. it amongst I'll ourselves just, so often. I realize oh, yeah. that it can be a little. I just need just more glucosamine. I just need my glucosamine. I'll be fine. <laughs> to, to, to be to be to be fair, as long as you don't look at it, it's totally fine, and you, you, you're, you're looking fine. Although I, I must say that you're you're a very difficult man to uh, Google search. I had to get very specific. So th- I think that's a good thing for your mysterious image, but. Oh really? Yeah. Like, like, oh well, there's another Jeff Miller that plays that plays uh, that plays guitar, but it's a different no, version. No, it's, it's it's that's not. And I was I got to the point where I was like I was going oh I'll put something on Instagram. I'm like I don't care about this. It's fine. Like I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll do I'll do this later. And, and oh yeah. And of course, uh, you know the fact that there's you know Robert Mueller as well is sort of like, oh no if, that yeah if you don't yeah. do quotation marks of some kind that anything with jeff sessions and robert Mueller, like every news article comes up and you're like oh christ that wasn't what i was looking for <laughs> yeah i get it <laughs> i get, get it. away from that anyway that's a story about me doing internet searches hey so that's pretty good <laughs> uh, perfect <laughs> <laughs> but, but but like having this new generation of, of people that like you know they they've they know the records and they know the songs but they've never seen them performed and well, yeah, I and mean, we met some people. We met some people that you know. There was a person that there was a a, a lady who came to the festival from from Russia, from Moscow. Wow. Who mm-hmm. who brought like wrote this really really beautiful letter that had you know a, a, a drawing of the cover of um the Tropics of Mid- Meridians record. Oh which was yeah. The, you know, it's the heart and hands. It's that sort of that friendship and that like loyalty sort of image. You know that and uh, the letter was just. You know, it was talking about a generation of musicians that were coming up in all over all over uh, Russia that um, were sort of following 
sort of the footprint of various things that are uh, that are close to extinction if not extinct already like as far as the diy mentality and the music right. itself yeah, yeah. and how like you know she she cited bands like ours and the x and uh and shellac and and, and that type of music that sort of you know, in my mind's eye, it's still, you know, when you see that stuff and you listen to it, it's just, as you know, aside from just my immediate sort of relationship to it, being as old as it is, being from, you know, 25 years ago now, um, it's still like if I listen to it, you know, and try to listen to it and separate myself from it in terms of its historical sense, it still sounds fresh and still new to fresh. me. Still sounds new. Yeah. I mm. mean, th- there's there's folks that I dearly love that we've had in this show where it's like, oh, that's cool. But it. it sounds like that era it sounds like you know the early 90s or it sounds like whatever and i completely agree that all those bands you just mentioned like it's there's something about i don't i don't know what it is but there's something about some some bands where like no like that could have be like a new band that put out a record last week and like (laughs) it would sound like not out of place in any way shape or form and i think that's really cool i think it's really cool too you know so it's 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 what's you know it's just really you know, not, I don't want to say gratifying, but it was just really inspiring. You know, there, here's this 22, 23-year-old miss that came with her boyfriend to Catania to see, you know, many bands. But it seemed at that point, it was like specifically she was there to see us because we sort of were, you know, giving her some weird guidebook of how to sort of get her own label off of the ground and oh, to that's teach so cool. other bands. That's awesome. It was just, it was, yeah, it was just, you know, so those sorts of things just they, they just kind of blow my mind you know they just make me really you know feel like it you know it's just not all for naught it was just all sort of there were, there were things that we did that resonated with people in a really nice way mm-hmm. you know like, like yeah. do, you, do you feel that um you know because there's a there's definitely a school of thought that's like you know when you put things out there of worth and merit that, that come from a very pure and honest place that it kind of gets you know, it doesn't necessarily happen immediately, but it'll 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 find find its place, find its people, find its audience, do good, and that good will be returned back into the world, like kind of like the karmic thing. Do you? Uh, yeah. Do, do you jive with any of that, or is, is that just everything just chaos theory, Jeff Goldblum, or what something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, life life finds a way. It's still the police. Um, no, uh, uh, no. I mean, like I, you know, like I. Jason and I used to always talk about um, how some of the most important music and most important literature and most important artwork was never really discovered until long after the people that created it had yeah. passed away. Sure. So one of, or long, long after they had died. And like one of my, like, I, I, I don't necessarily know why, the, why that's the case, but I, I, I find that there is some truth to it. I feel like that, I feel like that that space is narrowing at this point though, because I feel like there's people that, I feel like it's a lot easier to find things and to pay attention to them now than it, than maybe it was 300 years ago. I mean, it's a lot easier to access right. music and access writing and access artwork. But, um, you know, I still feel like there's artists in the United States that I feel like like there's people here that I just feel like, why are why are they not getting more attention? You right. know, like like, <laughs> yes. like I think about like, I mean, honestly, like just to name a few, I feel like Shannon Wright, uh if you've ever if yeah. you ever like, oh, yeah, i'm yeah. just like yeah she goes to france and she's like a pop star there but she yeah. plays in you know she plays in the united states and you know, she you know she has a hard time with it here and it's like why is that because she's so prolific and she's just got such a beautiful voice and her yeah. music's just so strong to me it's similar with like bands like bellini or zeta i'm like why oh man no. yeah. yeah just i mean I, I, I get yeah, it some band. of that music it's challenging but there's music in my opinion that that's far more challenging and more like difficult to listen to but they're like i just 
I, it, it just always confuses me. But um, I mean, I, I, as a young man, I went to that uh, the the last show in Princeton, New Jersey, that uh, John Solomon threw on. That uh, and I didn't know him from Moses either. But like you know, Shellac played Don Caballero, Oxes, Rye Coalition. It was just it's a cavalcade of uh, Seam played a bunch of great bands. And uh, but Uzeda, I didn't really know them from Moses. But Uzeda played, uh-huh. and I was just like, "Holy crap! This band is, yeah. is, is like a freaking, you know, killing machine from another planet. This is amazing! Like it, it was, like blew my mind. Like, it, and and it was the kind of thing where I'm like, I was, I felt sad for the people that like didn't want to go, or, or yeah. like you missed this yeah, thing, like, and who the hell knows when the next time these guys are going to be here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. And they, you know, they, they, they don't, you know, you, they don't leave anything behind. I mean, they no, pretty much take all. it all with them. It's pretty. It's pretty beautiful. So, I mean, it, you know, uh, I, you know, just back to back to the original question. Um, I feel like we, you know, like when you know when we were active twenty years ago, I feel like we we garnered some like like limited success as a as a musical project. I feel like we've got some critical praise. I feel like we got some you know harsh criticism, but you know, I feel like people were paying attention, which was really really sweet and really awesome either in either a negative or a positive way i just feel like it's i just felt like people were paying attention which was really interesting whereas and i don't feel like that uh you know we you know we're getting any like having done what we just did in italy and and those sorts of things i don't i don't feel like it was any you know like there was this like resurgence or anything like that i just feel like you know there's just more more people and more things, more, and not necessarily more interest, but just, you know, don't really know how to say it without, um, perhaps it was like, uh, because we were there, because we were only playing four shows, and because we hadn't played in 20 years, maybe just, there's like this critical mass or something like that, but mm, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like, um, I don't feel like we, you know, anything's any, it really any different than it was. 20 years ago outside of the fact that we're older and <laughs> it let, maybe we're like we, we we're all a little bit less hairy there's that like <laughs> uh, like i'm missing i'm missing like a few hundred probably 30 or forty thousand hairs on the top of my head as is doug and sean Isn't that Fred the, is, is that the literal definition of swarthy is is, is meant to be hairy or am i am i miss i might be misspeaking about that i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know i'm not sure what that but doug, fred still has all fred still got it going on he's still he's got enough hair for both of us <laughs> all three of us so he um, doles it out actually fairly regularly it does, he's, he's he does, it does. it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> so um, <laughs> um so did you, i mean did you feel like because uh, again as you mentioned like uh, the music what music you've done uh, since then has been tend to been more intimate and and you know and, like very different Right. Yeah. And so, sure. yeah. And just suddenly like being back into like, oh, yeah, we're, <laughs> you know, we're, 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 we're cranking it out and grinding it. And, you know, it, it's, it's a very different experience. Uh, I mean, well, that, yeah, I mean, certainly like the, the, the relearning of Juno 44 songs was more of a process and strictly academic. There wasn't a whole lot of creativity that went into that process. Whereas, uh, shipping news, you know, we were a band for, uh, you know 15 years and there was a lot a lot of different um variety as far as how we would our approach was and a lot of different maturing that sort of happened throughout that process so um yeah you know and and it was all and and, and, no i was just gonna 
one up on that and just say that like it, what's interesting about it is it definitely had kind of a unified voice even though there was like you know more claustrophobic kind of small songs and these like more expansive you know crazy crazy things that happened that like i think it like kind of led to the voice of that band being you know kind of unique and interesting in, in a way that i think a lot of bands maybe attempt but don't quite pull off well it's cool it's cool you know and we you know and similarly like that you know getting into the headspace like I've been working with a couple of guys in the Northeast, uh, my friends Adrian and, and Jason Labby, uh, we're, we're just working on new songs and it's, the pace is a lot slower and the urgency is different because, you know, we all have, a, a, you know, a, a gross amount of various other responsibilities and sure. priorities with just like families and little humans. Or, you know? Yeah. All of the, all of that stuff. But I mean, yeah. it's still like, it's still very important and important to us to, to be writing and to be working on things. But so to, you know, to have gone through, you know, not just the 19 years of the absence of June of 44, but to have gone through the 19 years with, you know, subsequent projects that have sort of, you know, helped expand our musical yeah. you know, education and just knowledge and how we sort of, you know, communicate and correspond and, uh, you know, and generally just get down in it and create it with each other. It was a really interesting thing for June of 44 to get back together just to, you know, to do this for us just to be able to pull it together to do those four shows, but also to find ourselves in this, like the, in these person, the, the personal nuances that we sort of may have experienced and we may have liked or may have disliked 19 or so years ago. Now we're totally suffused by like this absolute joy of being able just to do what we were doing. And, uh, being parents you know like being right, tolerant right, you know it's right. like well we all have kids you know like we have to be nice to each other or else you know we're gonna end up <laughs> you know we're gonna end up like like not wanting to come out of our bedrooms for two or three hours and those sorts of things but um no it was it was it was definitely like a, a cathartic and, and wonderful thing to do for well, sure. and it seems like you were kind of uh, again amidst some of the best possible people you could be doing it with i mean what was it you know, was it just like picking back up as if things had never happened when like you're talking to like the Blackheart dudes and, you know, these guys that you spent so much time with way back when and, you know, it's years later now, but things are different, but also the same. Sort of. I mean, like as far as like, the you know, being in the same space with those folks again, like some of us, had, you know, I kept I, I keep up with Bob Weston from Shellac and, you know, Friend of the show. State, yeah and todd and todd train like we're you know we're, we're we're we see each other every now and again and um i hadn't seen paul or or, or uh toby from uh from black heart procession in years but it really sort of was like oh let's just sort of just roll right through this and the fact of the matter is it's just so crazy and we're all just sort of out of our minds from jet lag and weird sicilian hours mm. you know like things there it's not unusual for you know, five thirty in the morning happens pretty often for most people there, like you, <laughs> and it's just weird, you know. Like you know, like to be up at five thirty and to have your call be at ten thirty or eleven, and they just kind of just—that's just normal. It's like four and a half hours of private time every day, and then the rest, like you might, you might get a shower and you might sleep for three hours if you're lucky. Right, right. But this so we're just a complete, <laughs> uh, totally different flavor. So as far as like any like re like major reconnecting or like. Uh, hang time it was pretty truncated by just being like like literally forced hallucinations from lack of sleep or right. just being totally in a state of euphoria from just being able to do what we were doing 
Like, do you feel it's almost like euphoria concentrate just add water? <laughs> you know, kind of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And everybody, the, the sad truth is that everybody there is just totally awesome, smart, and beautiful. So that's also a distraction. Like, you're like, man, I'm right. just like this. One of the best things, though, uh, you know, if you travel, if I don't know when the last time you left the United States was, but the last time I left the United States was maybe in 2009. So being in Italy and being totally immersed in counterculture uh, really, really helped to be able to sort of just like put away right, all of like this weird yeah. obsession with like U.S. politics and mm. like the, the, the constant barrage or just like what's going on with our government and all that stuff. And to be, you know, to be clear, like after Trump won the election, like I got myself and found myself in a fairly significant Trump slump where I'd show up at work and I would just not be able to do anything for yeah, like I was like, "What the fuck? This just sucks. Yeah. Everything about this sucks." And I have no, like, I had no like major pride in not just in, in, in not just in the country, but just in like what my work was. I was like, "Well, what's this worth?" So I'd sit there and I'd go off on these elongated op-ed pieces and put up on social media in the echo chamber or whatever it was, just to get it out of my system. But it was just totally more of an exor- exercise of just sort of just like releasing my own personal bats and just getting it right. out of my system. Just to kind but of to working be through in, it, yeah. Yeah, but to be in, to be somewhere else and to be totally like off the grid as far as that stuff was concerned for a couple of weeks was was just truly, uh, that that was, a, that was, that was just fantastic. Yeah. And made me feel. I mean, I, I, that's gotta be like an immense relief. I would imagine I like, imagine. like a, kind of like a recharge of sorts. <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty much. Exactly. You know, it's I mean, just, it, and just to see how self-obsessed, uh, like this, you know, people in this, in, in this country are right now, like mm-hmm. without like, like how difficult it is for us to look out beyond like, you know, what we, what we see in the media every day. It's just, it was just really, really interesting. You know, and every it's it, it's also curious because many European countries are going through a similar sort of right. like far right sort of yeah, like like unique. insurgents. <laughs> no, no, not a, not in the slightest bit. So, nonetheless, like just you know, just it, it was you know maybe it was the same way in our nineteen or twenty years ago. Like maybe it's just much sort of well, but there wasn't and, social media connecting everybody the same way then, so you weren't necessarily going to be aware of it. That's true. That's true. I mean, speaking of self-obsessed, you know, the the day the day after uh, uh, you know, Cheeto Hitler got elected, like I was recording a record and talk about a weird time to be recording, where it was like, <laughs> oh my god, like this is like, I feel like, hey everybody, let's go uh, make a nice painting now that like Rome is like burning all around us, you know, like it, it was like, like crazy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I and I felt like. You know, and again, I think those those same feelings that you've articulated of, of just being like almost like hollow rage. I just, you know, yeah. just like, oh, this should not be. And in the way that is really only appropriate for, you know, 17, 18 year old kids, I feel. <laughs> and uh, that, well, the, yeah, exactly. And just both like, like there's just like raging, you know, alt right and there's raging neoliberalism, you know, it's rage, it's just, just rage everywhere, just like inarticulate and, and loud. Yeah. And nobody's listening to each other. It's just yeah, like this yeah. chatter. So it just, it just was just really, really frustrating. Um, so do you feel like it gave you perspective the, kind of like seeing like being in this amazing 
you know, kind of. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like it was like my calzone, my calzone, my espresso, and my tiramisu had no politics in them. It was just like this. <laughs> it was like I, you know, I got the diet. I what I did is I got the diet caprese salad, and yeah. I got like uh, the pomodoros sans Republicans, and it was so <laughs> awesome. It was so awesome. It made my heart melt. It made my blood stop bleeding. I was just so happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. So do you do you feel like um you know and and again it's going to be unfortunately it's going to be impossible to talk about sh- uh, shipping news without talking about jason uh sure but, i mean do you f- do you feel like when you look at because i mean that was talk about a hell of a life like t- you know positively touching so many people uh like as a human being and and with with art and like what you guys did together was so unique and interesting and, and cool like and then to have someone kind of like taken away like that in, in such a just kind of unfair sort of ignoble way like that, that had to be heavy for lack of a better term. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would say that's, you know, accurate. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I've had friends that talk about like the, this like accelerated grieving process, you know, like, and I guess I'm not, a religious i just am not a practicing religious person it's not like i hate christianity i'm 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 a born jew but i'm not a you know a practicing jew but i recognize and identify myself as being a jewish person Mm -hmm. that said like there are all these sort of like built-in sort of devices within the shapes of these religions that sort of and it like basically allow you this grieving period that where you're supposed to properly get through this proper grieving session and you know, and by the time it's all over, you're supposed to sort of recognize, you know, you're supposed to be able to recognize this loss as uh, as what it is, but be able only be perceiving or feeling the beautiful parts and aspects of that that life that's now missing. And for me, I I don't I don't share that logic. I feel like grieving for anything that you love and that you care about is something that's going to happen for a lifetime. You know, you're not I'm not going to ever be not grieving the loss of Jason or my mom or my dad or, you know, my wife or my kids, if God forbid anything were to happen to them. But it's just one of those things where when he when he passed away, it was just a, you know, of course, it was it was truly impossible to process and fully, fully gather, you know, and still is. But um, uh, I, you know, I, I do my best to try to have to have his sort of presence manifest in a way that's healthy uh, in my everyday way somehow. And I think as far as like understanding and recognizing the the logic of death, if that's even remotely possible, is just to sort of accept it as a possibility constantly. You know, you just have to like right. at, at least acknowledge it as it's acknowledge its presence on a daily level, you know, and accept that as, mm-hmm. uh, as, as, uh, as you know not like an option but as something that could happen to you <laughs> uh so not just could but will yeah oh yeah exactly but at any time you know <laughs> yeah, it's like oh you know i could you know those sorts of things but um yeah i mean I, I i you know i brought it up a moment ago as far as like figuring out how to be creative with new people and how to sort of open myself up to no it wasn't really even a trust issue it was just a matter of like how do my hands work and how do I play guitar with other people? How do I even do that? What does that look like? Right, and what right. does that feel like? So, so, um, 
you know, I, I at the end of the day, like there was, you know, I think you touched on it. Like he, you know, like he touched so many people's lives, and so many people were like, like admired so much of his of his work and his approach and his tenacity and all those sorts of things. So, I, I, I you know selfishly i want to claim all of that as my own but i know that it's he you know he, he, like there were just uh, there, there's a vast population of people that miss him the way that the way that i do and that there's there's a certain amount of comfort in that i guess you know <laughs> there's a certain amount of like sure, sure, you know yeah. i'm just not like completely like alone in this i think you know uh, just jumping on a tangent like um my wife and my wife and i had a little girl five and a half years ago uh, her name's Juniper, and um, I, you know, That's a like great name. I like that. <laughs> me too, mm-hmm. thanks. But you know, like there was like the the darkest, like one of the most like upsetting hours is around three thirty or four in the morning, when nobody in the house has been asleep, and you, you like you as the parent have been sent in the room to try to calm the raging child. <laughs> you know, the screaming, <laughs> like impossible to understand, like yeah. ear piercing, yeah. like like deafening child, and like you're just standing there with this thing that's just raging at you and you just take a minute and you realize like well you know there's probably there's millions of people all over the planet that are doing precisely this right now but people that are just <laughs> right, doing exactly right. what i'm doing yeah. just hating hating everything like this yeah. sucks you know but you know so in that sense you're like well you know or, you know it's not all bad <laughs> it could be a lot worse so it's like the, anyway the the, the 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 deep connection to the uh the mundane miseries of the human spirit that's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> We're all in this together, even in the crappy parts. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah, precisely, you know, and that feels good, right? Just to say that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, yeah, just to feel that way. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. Christ, there's a lot of weeks I don't feel like doing this goddamn show, but you know, like <laughs> sometimes just talking to people and like talking it out can can remind you, like, oh yeah, like everything is not woe and uh, horror, and that there is, you know, people people feel the same things and it's it's not that different mm-hmm. out there like no. you, you, you know people may not be articulating that or necessarily putting forward the most positive positive points but you know it's still it's still all there and i think it's it's worthwhile yeah. and that's why that's why i like having these conversations because it's it, it's interesting to see where people are coming from for certain things absolutely yeah exactly exactly so on that note like uh, you know when i first heard the shipping news stuff like i was kind of blown away by and again like you have to realize i came to rodan like pretty late in life like i kind of backtracked um Uh myself but i felt like the shipping news somehow managed to take certain things that you did in june of 44 but kind of like expanded out in a different direction uh and that was something that i wonder was that just like a natural outgrowth of like these people playing this music or was that something where you're thinking about like hey i want this to be different in in these specific ways i don't think it was like a, a conscious like sort of choice it's just a matter of who you're playing with and jason and i you know we're well, the principal riff writers and and shipping news and you know we approached that uh, uh, the, the genesis of the project was more of a soundtrack <laughs> Prince of the, yeah, like, we're like, oh geez <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry no 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 it, it, it really wouldn't it, it, i'm sorry it, it would be a notable album title we we wrote the majority okay how about this like the the parts were written by me and jason sure. that's yeah, better there you, so, go. Um, <laughs> there you go so well, like but the uh but like you know the at the onset of the project it was more of um we were writing sound pieces for 
uh, This American Life for an NPR show. Right. So I think there was a lot of that sort of like, ideally like this, you know, like the, the, the radio show is, even though it's just, you know, it's, uh, it's largely just, it's just spoken. It's just interviews with people. It's very cinematic in its approach. It, it absolutely is. And, and so the music plays like, a huge part in kind of setting the mood for whatever, um, you know, the segment that comes next and kind of like being these uh, joiner parts, almost like Greek chorus style, not to get too like fancy pants about it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, I can, I, I, I can see, no, you're, you know, but so like, I think maybe, there was a little bit of that nuance that sort of carried over throughout everything that we were working on like that, you know, like, you know, trying to not, not trying to get back to what we'd done the first time, but just like there was a certain, um, like throughout the 15 years that we wrote music with each other, there was a certain amount of just like, well, you know, we really, and the reason we started shipping news up was largely because of how good it felt to be playing that kind of music. And I right, think that was something right. that, uh, not not being not plagiarizing ourselves but just sort of maybe plagiarizing the approach just like there's a lot of repetition in shipping news that didn't really um you know a lot of june of 44 songs were just like um a lot more manic and oh, man. sort of it's, it's almost like you guys are getting paid by the part on some of these songs and i love them but it's <laughs> like you know. <laughs> you know there's just a lot of different things sort of just like shoved together and yeah. we made it you know but in shipping news like there's a few songs that are just like one or two riffs and then yeah. towards the and towards the end of uh june of 44 it kind of we kind of we, we we started to kind of work that way as well but it was less about um you know it wasn't really about like emulating other projects it was just like some of that stuff just feels really really good if you find a part that you feel like sits really nicely and you you know, you you just sort of explore that, and you're just like, well, let's just kind of yeah. let that go and see what that feels like. It's like the X, for instance. The X can go on for like five minutes or ten minutes with just one oh, one man. beautiful yeah. beautiful thing, and yeah, it gets yeah. kind of tranced out. And it's riveting. It holds yeah. your attention. Yeah. So, uh, I think I think there was an organic sort of growth within the within the shape of shipping news as well, from when we were a three piece to maybe two thousand. I think we brought Todd Cook into the band in 2001 or 2002-ish. Mm. I think it was 2002. And when he joined the band, it sort of, you know, he was I had a completely different bass style than than Jason. You know, right. Jason was a bass player in Shipping News for the first four or five years, and yeah. then Todd joined us. And then it was just like this, a brand new thing that was really invigorating and sort of just like, uh, expanding you know we could just sort of let todd do his thing and um grab onto whatever it was that he was doing and that was just really you know it, was, it, it opened jason and i up quite a bit just to be able to sort of explore our own parts so you felt that that kind of changed things uh compositionally i mean obviously bringing someone else into a, into the mix creatively always is but you, you feel like that you kind of were able to i mean uh, i guess what i'm saying i think that yeah i think at that <laughs> point we started i think at that point we started writing songs collectively okay. like rather gotcha. than like one person writing the majority of a song i think when todd joined shipping news we pretty much every song had like like w was carefully sort of like organized by the four of us right yeah rather than like it maybe some of the first first batch of music first record and the second record a lot of those songs were just like 
you know, one of us sitting in our room and coming up with pretty much an entire composition and just basically saying, Hey, could you hang your parts on this and make it better? <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> you know, make it, make sure. it listenable because this is awful. This is gross. I made something gross. Please help it. Yeah, but yeah. When, when, this needs but to be Todd, awesome and it's, it's not there yet. <laughs> no, no, because I suck because I'm just awful. I'm just grisly and like uh, unattractive. But so, um, <laughs> but when Todd joined, but when Todd, when Todd came into the, came into the fold i think we just started being much more individually proprietary about the songs so even if one person had more of a direction uh that they were wanted to take we would always just sort of grab at it and try to morph it into a way to where we all owned it and i feel like with any with, with most music i feel like the you know the whole is stronger based on the sum of its parts you know that sounds yeah. cliche but i think it's true i think if everybody's voice if everybody's voice is heard i think something just has a lot more character and personality well, and I always I appreciate the presentation too, especially as uh, you, know, you know things moved on. Like there was the um, there was the one record where it was like it was the crazy. It was like sewn in with the um, uh, you know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about like like how how would you describe this? You know what I'm talking about, Josh? Yeah, it's the um, it was the three EPs that went on to be three four. Yeah, three and it was, was three really... four, but but it was like it was like sewn, <laughs> like yeah, like you. It was like such a unique thing that was sort of like to interact with it was to change it. Is is how I looked at it anyway. Well, you know that was you know the the approach to those records or those EPs was a lift from uh, one of the Juno forty four records. We, we Juno forty four recorded a record in um, in 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 the Netherlands. Uh, for our Dutch distributor at the time, which is uh, Concurrent, was it's the name me. of the record label. Yeah, and they put out, yep, I remember, yeah. And, and they put out the Fish Tank series, right. which yep. were, you know, tank. those records where, yeah. yeah, exactly, where you just had to go, you know, basically walk into a studio you'd never been in before and write and record and mix an entire record's worth of material within a day or two. Yeah. So it was really just like sort of being the pressure of it and just sort of just like getting enough together to actually record something and hope for the best. But so the EPs, like the, the shipping news was having a hard time sort of getting beyond, um, I think it was beyond our second record. We were just like, well, we need to write more music. We need to do something. Maybe it was after our first, I don't know what it was. But anyway, so we, oh yeah, it was in between the first record and the second record. We started working on them. And uh, we just approached it the same way, but, it, but more individually, because I was in Chicago and Kyle and Jason were still in Louisville. So we just, basically there were sort of soloist style songs that we just recorded under the same set of guidelines where we would sure. try to just put it together on very truncated periods of time. But what was really cool about the first of those three EPs is that um, it, that, that EP came out, the first one, the Carrier EP came out in October of, of 2000, uh, 2001. Right. And, um, and we were in uh, Chicago at the time and we'd scheduled the assembly party where we were going to, we, we had like 10 or 15 people coming over to our tiny apartment in Wicker Park or Ukrainian village to, um, to help us assemble those packages. Cause as you say, like they're just really yeah, labor intensive. Like yeah. <laughs> it was like a die cut pocket that was hand sewn onto a silk screen thing that got folded up neatly and put into like this bag and all this sort of debris. But there was a lot was interesting to it. <laughs> you know, we had, we had the, we had the collating party scheduled for, the weekend directly after the September 11th attacks. It was Ooh. on. Uh, so the party was supposed to be on September 16th. And yeah. then that Tuesday happened and we were like, 
uh, is anybody really going to want to deal with this this weekend? Yeah. I mean, are we going to be putting people out or is this going to be a real pain in the ass or people just too bummed out and they just want to stay at home and go see their families? And everyone, you know, we just put out the disclaimers. Like, if you don't want to deal with this, just stay home. Thank you for the offer, but we understand. And then that day, the, everybody that we'd asked to come showed up and we're actually pretty thankful that they had something to do. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, almost better to have like a task at hand that like, hey, we're doing this now. This absolutely. is a thing that we can we can concentrate on and like at the end of it, we will have, you know, pieces of this that we can look at and be like, yes, we have done this thing today. And, and that's, that's, right. that's incredibly useful in, in those sort of times. I think so. And, you know, I was, of course, I was hyper thankful just to have, you know, the help, of course, but... um but I just, you know, I didn't anticipate it getting, you know, it, it, you know, I didn't expect people to show up. So it was just, it was just really, it was really kind of a, a great thing for everyone. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it made for a very, a very unique piece. <clears throat> I mean, I remember like, and, and again, this was uh, my initial foray of, of, uh, you know, making our own records and touring with them, especially with like one specific EP where it's like, oh yeah, every time on tour we had to like, Cool, we got to make more jackets for this. All right, let's go cutting <laughs> stuff. And no, like, you know, right? I was like, oh god, it's so labor intensive to the point that it's so, like, yeah. oh yeah, that's out of print now. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm there's not- that. I mean, when we would spend time like when, on tours, like we would just bring stencils and we would like put a stencil on anything and try and sell it at the merch table, like tube <laughs> socks. We'd like put a Rodan stencil on a tube sock and sell it at a merch table. Like, yeah, there it is. That's amazing. Yeah, I've got a few. Yeah, well, it was, it was you know, it was just more fun than anything. But it was like. You know, all that stuff, like, it just, you know, it, it counts. I think it matters. <laughs> it, 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 uh, it absolutely does. And so, so it was just kind yeah. of neat to see, like, uh, like a band at your level kind of doing the same sort of, like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Like, look, they made this, like, weird, like, crazy labor-intensive thing that, like, again, you have to, to interact with it is to change it. Like, Heisenberg effect style. No shit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, you know, and, uh, you know, to, to that end, to that, you know, to that reality, like, I remember when Rodan went into uh record our first record at um at, at steve albini's place on francisco street in chicago you know it's his house before he owned right, electrical right, before audio electrical. yeah yeah we walked in and you know he's down you know the first floor of the house is just like a wide open like living room and then a dining room and then behind that's the kitchen the whole living room and dining room the floor of you know it's like a you know a 15 by 30 foot space was just filled with um the uh the uranus uh seven inch jacket <laughs> oh right yeah. right 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 yeah <laughs> you know and he'd had um you know he'd basically had somebody screen print the the word shellac on the cover of his letterpress so as, as a resist right and he was just going over each cover with like a like a foam brush and i think it was coffee um, i thought it was just a, going it was root beer syrup maybe Maybe it was root beer. Maybe it was root beer. Something gross and stinky. I got stinky. it upstairs. We can go like lick it and see. Yeah, no, don't. Ew, don't. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> that <laughs> please is don't maybe that. one of the creepiest you, you, things you, I've you, ever you, said. You, yeah. That's he told you. He. You think it's root beer? <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't go like it. Trust me. No. Uh, hey, he's already I'm, on my list for the hundredth episode. So. Uh. No, that would be really. That would be really weird. I want. I want to see that. I want to see. Can, can we? Can you? Can you? Can you send me a little like a little snip? bit of that of you just going up to lick yeah. a slack record <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure to attach like a patreon link or something to, if, we, if we do something like that like it has to be something pretty big <laughs> no, that's gross that's gross so, um, I, I, so yeah. again knowing the source i, I kind of uh, am inclined to think that uh, yeah yeah 
but you know, so like, like to that end, it was just really, really cool. Like, here's this guy. I like, got, you know, I was freaked out. I was like, wow, you were going to put out a Rodan record on one of my favorite, favorite record labels. And here yeah. we are in, in this house with this person who had, you know, you know, captured my attention for a few years already. I was like, oh my gosh, I just love this person. And then there he is, like, you know, all gangly and skinny with his foam rubber brush and his bowl full of root beer and a bunch of seven inch jackets on the floor. I was like, what's, what is this? Like, you what know? Are you doing? Like, <laughs> exactly. It's just like right. totally, totally cool. It was really awesome. <laughs> well, and, um, yeah. And, and, um, you know, it, it's, and again, it harkens back to it just being the idea of the music being part of the presentation, uh, with the package itself too. And like giving people something to kind of like, Oh, wow cool that's neat yeah that's... something to sink their teeth into and something that just re- that holds a little bit more of your commands a little bit more attention and just feels a little bit more like thought about and cared about than just yeah. like a plastic jewel box and all that kind of stuff that was largely the you know another impetus for sort of getting into that was just you know just making you know something that seemed a little bit more thought about and cared especially for. for cds cds are so ugly and and <laughs> you know just yeah, not yeah, interesting at all so like, uh, you, like absolutely. even like small things, like when the Melvins were, were uh, doing the Ipecac stuff and they like flip them and like, oh yeah, like it's just the back is the front now and there's more artwork space on the back, but it's weird because nobody does that. So it looks crazy, but like, I totally get it. Like, like this is a small thing it's to kind of shift. make it more interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Those small things were all like pre- presented fairly significant problems in a lot of ways. And we, we were talking about that before with like, not just the, you know, I mean, the, the creation of them, but the financial end of it and those things. Yeah. But also, like, what, like when we were making those things, like our distributors, the touch and go distributors just hated special packaging. There's yeah. nothing. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. There's nothing that they liked about the like. I was like, what? Like this doesn't fit into a blister pack. Yeah. What do you yeah, want me to yeah. do? What What do I do with this? This is. <laughs> what's wrong with these people? You know, all of those sorts You're of things. But me, it, Jeff. You know, exactly. 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 So. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I my first you know letterpress job was uh, at Fireproof Press in Chicago in '95, and I you know I took I think the first thing that I printed was a um, a flyer for a clown uh, named Shadapon. Get Shadapon the clown. Wow. He was sort of he was a he was a blue clown, you know, and he would yeah. come into um, his manager. I got you know. I, that, this is a little bit of an anecdote, a little story. But his manager's name was Todd, I guess. And Todd would come in, and with the jobs, like with the artwork and with the deposits and payments, and he would come in to pick them up and whatnot. And one day, Todd uh, called and said, "Oh, Shadapon's in the neighborhood. He'll come in and pick it up." And I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna actually see what a Shadapon looks like." <laughs> I was like, I was totally excited to right. finally see see Shadapon. And Shadapon comes in, and Shadapon's got like like he's like the original juggalo he's like this like giant like person like in black and white with like a blue face paint and like these giant red lips and like black eyes and stuff but you get a little bit closer to him and you're like man that's todd that's the manager Uh (laughs) the manager is shat upon and he just was and we've and john figured it out the uh, john upchurch who ran fireproof figured out was like oh man shat upon you're todd you're the manager and, <laughs> and he grabbed his he grabbed his stra- stack of prints and he just sort of left a little bit shamed but it was wasn't meant to be a shaming it was just sort of crazy but point is is that the second job that i worked on was um the first journal 44 record was yeah. the first um was uh, the engine takes to the water record which, which and just is beautiful seeing what... it's, it's an ama- it's an amazing package and it's uh thanks man yeah it, i think again it stands 
looks a little timeless. Looks like, hey, yeah. look at this weird thing. I found this old library, you know, kind yeah. of like aspect. Like an artifact. It. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. But just to see like the stack of flat print like there, like seeing that, like, you know, I, you know, just, I'm not going to give, I don't know. I can't even remember what the original pressing was, but just to see that many of your own anything yeah, uh, and, and run it through your hands, like each one of those records, like if it has three colors on it, like that means the record touched you know had to go to the press three times and right. yep it's just like feeling that and just seeing doing that just it was kind of a mind bender at 24 years old you know <laughs> it's like what the heck For so, sure. yeah. well and it's interesting yeah. because like there it's not like there were a ton of people doing that at the, at the time as well um, I, I feel like it, it's again that's a hard thing to articulate now uh, much in the same way where it's like you know ferris bueller's day off is a totally different movie in the era of the cell phone you know like <laughs> in in that yeah. way but sure. just just the idea that that oh this hand screen you know letterpress artwork being a thing and people are like oh yeah of course that's a thing you know i i got a guy you know i know a dude that does a thing over there but it it, it was also almost like a hey guys this is alchemy you know like there's, i know that there's like an alchemist somewhere that like maybe if you like if you give them like an animal sacrifice the proper hour, <laughs> they will show you. Then you get beautiful jacket. record jackets. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, exactly. I can, I can, wow, that would be like, like that's kind of a it's kind of an amazing thing to consider. Like if you kind of was like that's where I was like, coming from. I mean, maybe other, your like, opinions may vary, but <laughs> I'd give you the leg of a goat. For, <laughs> right? I mean, for it, beautiful artwork. It's kind of like sounds like James Earl Jones and like yeah. the Call of Cthulhu. Well, like some well, Conan the Barbarian business. I, I, and and it feels like now, like it, it's I, mean, I don't want to say commonplace because there's nothing about it's commonplace, but I feel like it's more. Um, it's there, there's more of it now whereas i think i feel like in that era because kind of like uh with, with um with you guys with the fireproof stuff like i feel like it was kind of being brought back as like a, hey look, here's a way to do something different and cool that's sort of like almost like a lost art to a certain degree and and i feel like that for the people that that's important to uh and for the kind of thing that's important to do with I feel like that's more common now, but it's also kind of harder to, to describe in the lexicon in the same sort of way of like when you explain how like, yeah, Bill Hicks changed comedy and you're like, well, you know, I don't know. It's not that funny. Some of it's like, you know, the drug thing, like whatever. I'm like, well, no, but like all these comedians that you now like and, and are, you know, coming from the same sort of place, like that would not have existed without this sort of like type of transgressive comedy in that same sort of way. I feel like the whole like uh, you know the uh, fireproof press stuff, and you know a lot of Jay Ryan's stuff as well. Like it's it sure. kind of like shaped, you know. Again, I'm speaking to the DIY world here. I'm not necessarily talking about like, the world at large, like Miley Cyrus and whatnot. <laughs> but right, like like Fade On and like those sorts of things where yes. there's like really impressive printings and like the. Um... You know, like I can't remember. There's one book called about the sirens or something like that, sending letters to each other in the mail. It's just this book that's filled with envelopes and little letters that are fancy printed inside. It's a commercially printed book that was probably extraordinary, extraordinarily expensive to produce. Mm -hmm. But you know, just the notion that like these bigger projects were taking that ethos, like, yeah, yeah, mid mid-sized projects like you know, a, a, a fifty thousand pressing of a, of a fairly well-known independent rock record could have potentially precipitated like bigger, more commercial projects that sort of followed the same trajectory as far as aesthetics. I think there's some, I, I think there's some truth to that. I mean, I don't know. It seems 
It's logical. I absolutely think it is. And and I think in the same way that, you know, people's you're you're pressing up your record now and it gets delayed because the, you know, oh there's you know, forty thousand copies of the Grease Two soundtrack that has to be like pressed to vinyl, <laughs> so like yours is gonna be delayed. Oh great, okay. Good for them. Is that how wow that's Great. That's a really great record, though. (laughs) Again, it's, you know, and I specifically, actually, I will tell you this, Jeff. I specifically picked that because people like underrate that soundtrack, but it's also like that is a very real thing that does happen these days with with, uh, with record delays. We're like, yeah, that's cool, but is it so cool that like, you know, this other record by this vital, like, newer band, like, doesn't get into them in time for their tour or, or whatever? Yeah, I know. I know exactly. I mean, we were, you know, we were just talking to like some of the, some of the plants have like these like six to nine month like turnaround times at these yeah. points because there's just not enough of them, you know? So it's just crazy. Yeah, and I, right. I, I don't, I'm, yeah, I know. Actually, exactly. But I'm not, I'm only four of 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm not sure if that's like, I'm not sure if that as a reality is entirely sustainable. I don't, I don't. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question coming from like where you're coming from with it. Like what, what do you feel about this vinyl resurgence and this like idea of like the, like the reissue world and, and just like everyone buying the vinyl, but kind of having to be like, here's the art item that like I put on my shelf to show everybody that I really like the matchstick cover sharks and sailors, <laughs> you know, which is great. And I've owned on multiple formats. Oh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> it I makes don't, a great gift. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It's, it's just easier to download stuff, so, man. It, it, it really is. <laughs> just, it, it takes up a lot less space. It, it, no, I'm Yes, I'm and having kidding. moved those records multiple times, believe me, every time I move it, I'm like, oh, Christ. <laughs> no, I, I, I do exactly. But I think, um, uh, you know, if it's prosperous, if there's some prosperity in it right now, then let it, I just say, let it be, you know, I mean, it's great that a lot of those places, you know, maybe five or 10 years ago, maybe felt like they'd seen their last pressing of anything. Yeah. They probably were like waiting for waiting for the phone to ring. And now they're just like wallowing in it. And hopefully they're approaching it a little bit smarter, you know, I mean, hopefully they don't have to, maybe, maybe they're putting getting themselves together i mean they certainly deserve to not be like stressed <laughs> i mean i mean just for persevering and sort of for, for for carrying through and being able to sort of maintain and keep themselves uh you know and, and just surviving you know um, and there's several and there's and there's newer record like or record pressing plants there's like the furnace mm-hmm. is, a, is yeah. a good one and there's a there's, you know there's a bunch of boutique like we'll just print like a hundred copies or yep. there's this check there's, there's a place in czechoslovakia that people always go to for 180 gram oh final yeah. yeah you know like those sorts of things and those you know uh you know as long as i i, I guess I, I i have no complaints i mean i, I think that's all good stuff it, it, but it is you, you know you're you're not wrong in thinking that it's a little bit of a drag that like how many more copies of deaf leopard pyromania do we need you know do we need <laughs> exactly. do, do we need that or do we need like you know i don't know like um the cell phones no or like you know tropical fuckstorm or like whatever you know it doesn't matter like it, it's just like like new vital stuff that i don't know I, speaking personally like and i'm gonna get up my high horse for a second about it like i feel mm-hmm. like the only problem with there be this constant availability of of music from all times always is that it is hard now to kind of make room for new things and um i don't know i don't have a resolution to that 
but I think about it, and I, you know, I try to do my best to seek out new things uh, as, as much as I'm a terrible, um, affable curmudgeon about almost everything. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, and but there, there is like so much great stuff that's out there that it, it, it bothers me when, when as much as we need filters in this life, in this world that we live in. That kind of feels like sometimes it's broken a little bit. And um, again, I don't have any solutions for this. I'm just stating a problem that that that. that I like it. I like it. I like it quite a bit. It's erotic. No, the um, the, I think that there's like this thing like that a lot of like people like when they get into a spot to where they don't really feel like going out. You know, like the, maybe they the way they did when they were in their twenties, like you know, going to be you know going out to shows like three or four nights a week or five nights a week and seeing new music. Where there's this part of there's this part of me that thinks that those you know, it, and it's a natural sort of response. It's like, well, it could never be as great as it was when you know 15 years ago or 10 years ago. <laughs> right, like right. it's just never going to be that good. So what's really the point in even going after it and looking for it? And the point, the fact of the matter is, it's just like we're such a we're such creatures of sort of like our environments and the cultures that we're sort of part of and music in my mind's eye is so sort of connected to the period at which you experienced it you know it's not really so yeah. so you know like um just because you don't know uh what's going on in the 25 year old punk scene a doesn't mean that the 25 year old punk scene doesn't exist mm. and b doesn't mean that it's not totally fantastic it's just right, that you right, you you assimilate and are symbiotically sort of connected to this other era this other time thing so i think like a lot of times when people sort of complain about um just things not being as good as they used to be or there's those things just not even existing anymore you know they might may be right they may be wrong but they just come off sort of sounding grumpy and sort of like <laughs> and, no, and how old uh, it totally is the case <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's like oh man you just need to kind of maybe if you like you dug in a little bit and you just kind of try it a little bit harder maybe you'd find it because it's still there it's just we're just we you know we're just in in, in a different place and i just think it's short-sighted to sort of just say that it it it, it, it doesn't exist anymore i mean yeah. I, I i absolutely love being shocked and blown away like you find a new band like oh my god this is fantastic like yeah. this is this is just like you know left field like what where did where, what planet did this come from that's great sure and i yeah, feel like exactly. it happens with some degree of regularity uh yeah, good. Just that, you know it's you know, one out of 200 times yeah. or something but you know <laughs> But that's not regular. What are you talking? Is that your version of you must be really constipated? You must yeah. be really jammed up. Yeah. You must be like a log jam going on there. Regular is one out of every two hundred times. Okay, fair. Uh, phrasing, the... phrasing. Uh, okay, but... sorry. Okay, got it. But no, I sorry. feel like because I'm constantly looking for stuff, and you know, which also means near constant disappointment, or at least not even disappointment, just well, like that's fine. Or maybe that's for someone that's not for me. Yeah, like but a, just a different base level, right? Sure. But then, like the sure, payoff sure. of when you find something, we're like, "Oh my, whoa! What, what, what is this? This yeah. is fantastic! It, is it's still there? And it's it's yeah. When something really grabs you, it's just, easier yeah. than ever. It's easier than ever to do that. But the yeah. problem is, it's a huge investment of time and effort. Yeah, there, therefore, yeah, you see the problem. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're you're yeah. I totally I I I, I can I can I, I understand that. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, and, and that's and that's again, how much time do you have? You know, because that's something you have to make time for. Like, it's not like you're going to find time in you know your regular life with the responsibilities and uh, you know people depending upon you to like 
Oh, no, I haven't uh, listened to all the stuff on New Music Tuesday or whatever Sam Hill it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I of do. course not. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so, so on that, so on that same note, is there anything that's like a, some newer stuff that's like kind of blown your mind or that's kind of like made you rethink, um, you know, the cynical old man? Like, there's no good stuff like out there. Like, what's been blowing your mind of late? I suppose might be the, the question. Like, like what what newer music? Well, yeah, you what know, newer it, stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's new or old stuff. Like the new, the Juana Molina record came out about a year ago. That is just beautiful. That kind of catches me. And I saw um, Mark Rebo, who's old, oh, but I saw Mark Rebo play oh, about what a, a month and a half or what? two months ago. And that, that just like every shape of that, like it was a small, intimate, like forty or fifty people were there to see oh, him wow. play. And it was just, it was just yeah, that crushingly, dude, crushingly good. That dude's like from Pluto or something. He's a, he's yeah. a. Like he's, yeah. he's then, on some cool stuff, and then like uh, you know, there's maybe have you heard of clipping? C l i p p i n g. No, clipping is like this. Um, um, I think it might even be the guy from Hamilton, to be honest. But it's his rap project. Oh wow! Okay. And it's just, it's just really, really, really great. You know, it's just really well done and crazy, crazy songs, really unique and really, really smart music. Um, hmm. I like, I like that and. There's a new, um, there's a new Bellini record coming out uh, oh, that yeah. that is really really nice. You know, oh, they yeah. just put out two, just two tracks, two songs, but talk so far, a, but it comes... talk about a consistently badass band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's you know, there's, but I, like again, like if you ask me what, like I'm not not really 100% on the mark when I'm when you're asking me like what new new music like what new bands are sort of happening. I just don't know who those. I I don't know who they are. I wish I did. So <laughs> that's 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 it. I just don't. I'm not like that dialed in. Yeah. I wish I was, but I just haven't been. Um, I haven't. I haven't really kind of dug in my heels to kind of figure that stuff out. Well, what are so? What are the bands then that you know, as a younger man, you kind of latched onto that were like really made you want to play music? Like what? What are the band? What are those bands? Like when you're talking about you know, was was um, Rodan? I mean, Rodan was early, but that was that your first band or was that like? Early, the, my no King G and J Crew was my first band, which gotcha. is my rap band. Yeah, but that was more of a wow. recording project and sort of like dipping our toes into trying to figure out how to record music. Sure, but sure, I still yeah. like I stand behind it. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but it's one of the best things I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the uh, but like no, like there's a band from Louisville that I I, I think is significantly underrated. Uh, a band called Crane. Just Crane see, uh, yeah. yeah. I still yeah, love. Like, they, have you ever heard the Trophy out. Wives cover of uh, uh, what is it? Yeah. Oh. UFO. I'm a fucking yeah, UFO. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it's the just, song just called UFO because I probably just could have said that if it is. But. Yeah. No, I like the I like the language though the language part. But so like, <laughs> but so like, but so, my mom really appreciates it. But so the um, <laughs> but so the the they're they're like this. They they you know they were they they kind of like connected like the dots as far as various energies in Louisville Branded. from the early mid nineties. Yes, mm-hmm. like they just they're you know they're they're like they're just very tenacious and sort of like if there was like a post punk band and you know sort of like. I'm not they're, they weren't post punk, but they sort of took like they sort of yeah, showed that vibe a little bit though. But I mean, they showed, but they showed the way. They sort of like pulled pulled from like like the like the approach, not necessarily the music, but yeah, just like yeah. they're like like John, the bass player and drummer and guitar player, three different phases of the band. But he was 
there's the force to be reckoned with and his the music to see them play was just one of probably the best like it just just really really got me amped up to kind of want to play play live music and then um and i would say they're almost very uniquely of their um location too of their area sure sure in a very in a way that like i think is getting lost now like it's stuff kind of like you know that's the problem of everything being connected all the time like you know you You can't get lost some of that yeah 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 yeah. but and then there was like you know less obscure more like within the shape of like like i guess pop it's like bands like the cure were always sort of bands that Mm -hmm. i like to listen to and even like um it's talking about the cure's bass sound with Keith Brammer last yeah yesterday actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't even understand I still don't understand the bass sound. It makes no sense yeah, to me. Yeah, it, it, no. there's no logical sense to be made of it. I don't think it's just fantastic. That's so good. Yeah, but and then uh uh you know, some some metal like you know, like like I was a big fan of Slayer and like early Metallica records, yeah, yeah. you know. But uh, you know, we know how it went for Metallica, so yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm reticent to. to I, 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 maybe I, I redact that statement. Can we just write that out? Let's there, just get rid of that. There's an amazing uh, uh, some internet hashtag internet hero um, put together a, a master of puppets, but it's with the Saint Anger snare drum sound. <laughs> oh wow! Which is so just like unearthly, <laughs> god awful. Of just like it's what? Just so Who greenlit nuts. this? Was somebody no, listening? It's terrible. It's so <laughs> it's so rotten. It's the worst. It's the worst thing, but the best thing at the same oh, time. Because yeah, I just you know I just you know I you know I did the documentary. Uh, you mean the real life Spinal Tap? Um, yeah, I just you know I you know I did it. I did it. And I'm glad I did it. And I just it just makes me sad. The whole thing just makes me sad. The whole <laughs> audience was Lars's uh, wizard dad, as I think. Uh, yeah, Joe Carter said. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> and like, Lars's and then dad was guess, all of us. <laughs> trying to think of some other ones, like Neil Young, like they're, they're, and Sonic Youth, sure. and like, yeah, yeah. Um, like all that, you know, kind of noise, noise sort of art music, just kind of really kind of grabbed me. And then, uh, you know, at the time that Rodan was working, we were listening to a lot of Swans and a lot of. Um, a lot of classical music, sure. like, just like uh, or soundtrack music. Like how the... t- you know what? Uh, how did that movie come about? Where um, oh God, what is the name of it? Well, you guys, you guys are the band, and it's like a movie, um, but like the band kind of is not great, but the kind of becomes great like during the course of like oh, the half cocked, half cocked, yeah, yeah half cocked. How how did that come, how did that come to be? I guess might might be the question here. They were Mike. Mike and Suki were friends of ours from New York who were just looking to sort of explore film, and but in a very serious way. And they uh, wrote the script, and they asked us if we would spend a week or two with them in various places uh, working on working on it. So they showed up in Louisville, and you know we read our parts and we did our best to sort of uh, do them do them right you know but at the end of the day like i think that they wrote some sort of generic or, or generic or um more uh stereotypical versions of each of our personalities like started to more like, they sort of, yeah yeah but they had a little bit more of a watered down sort of or a, entirely exaggerated one way or the other versions <laughs> of ourselves and it was just yeah. You know, I'm proud of them for making it, and I think that they, you know, they put, they gave it pretty much everything that they had. It, it, but it's certainly not a movie that 
I would have like really made on my own or the approach would have, like, I probably would have gone about it a little bit differently, but they, you know, yeah. they, they gave it, they gave it all they had. And there's, uh, you know, I'm proud of it. I'm certainly happy that they did it, but it's, um, I definitely like, uh, like, like certain, and, and I think they would agree. Like there's certain parts, I mean, it's very endearing, but I think there's certain parts of it where I think that they probably would, if they were to make it today, they probably would do certain when, sections of it a little bit differently. Yeah. It's almost like whenever there, I've seen a movie somewhat like that, I'm always like rooting for it. And then I'm always kind of like wince a little bit when it does like certain things where it's like, oh, man, that's like a missed opportunity. Like it could have, like you could have gone this other place, but it's almost because if you haven't lived that life or like, like been in those situations, like you, you, I don't know. It, it, there's almost like this idea that it's like this one thing and, and reality, it, it's something entirely different. And it isn't, isn't necessarily the most cinematic thing. Yeah. Like it wouldn't necessarily translate, but I just, I yearn to see that movie made someday. <laughs> and to this day, yeah. it has not actually yeah. happened. But I thought, I mean, I, yeah. I think, I think it's an interesting film. It's, it, it's, um, <laughs> what's interesting. I saw well, that before I knew you guys were an actual band. Too. I yeah. was like, oh, oh those wow. guys are a band. Oh. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, and they, you know, they captured like a certain, like that, that was, you know, they captured a certain slice of like that, like that, that cross section of, of Louisville and yeah. a little bit of DC and a little bit of Memphis. Um, that time period. Yeah. And, too. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, in that sense, it's sort of a little bit of a time capsule, but as far as like it as a, uh, as a narrative, uh, I feel like it, it 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 can easily be misunderstood. Sure, and, and, I mean, no. and do you feel that like there's? I mean, so how do you feel in that same vein? Like, Rodan's <laughs> one of those bands that like, it seems like you know there's new kids every year that sort of find not new kids like new kids in the block, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that find out about the band and kind of like, hey, I found out about this you know this new band called Rodan, like they're amazing, and it's just kind of one of those things where people like discover older stuff and kind of like it's contextualized with how they, uh, how they exist now and like where they're coming from now. Um, is, is I think it, that that's, I think that's true for any, like as far as generations sort of discovering the music, it was like there was that like in the early two thousands, there was that whole Rocky Erickson Renaissance sure, and like yeah. the 13 floor elevators and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, wow, you know, like, and people just rediscovering like that apples and stereo sort of, vibe of like mm. like psych music and all that sort of stuff and i just think it sort of comes in in surges and I, I, at that point i think it, it it has its own legs and so its interpretation is sort of a matter of how far some younger person who discovers it, it, it its interpretation is up to them I, i'm happy to sort of release it and just sort of let them own it how how they perceive it you know yeah, like I'm i mean not... I, I guess what i'm what i'm asking is it easy for you to kind of like have that exist as its own thing uh like as like a fixed point in time for yourself but like as something that's also like a new thing for you know folks to discover like was there like a discovery process for that or was there just kind of like a, oh wow it's wait crazy. i'm sorry I'm, I'm not really understanding the question are you meaning like like is it like 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 was it hard to sort of just let it go in that sense yeah like, like when people latch on to something it isn't necessarily going to be that like all the things that yeah, they're not going to necessarily be latch on to the, the full story. They'll, they'll latch on to the cliff notes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I think like that's, I don't have any. I don't. I don't take any issue with that at all. I mean, seriously, it was like I don't know. Like, what, I don't know how 
much more like like we could honestly give them outside of sort of their like their understanding or their sort of experience with it because mm-hmm. you know our experience at that point is so i, I want to say it's it, you know it's dear and it's part of us but it's also quite far away so right, right. <laughs> the, the, the recount the recount might be somewhat disingenuous as disingenuous as their interpretation or is their or is their like cliff notes sort of like a proprietorship of it you know they're just like want to take it for what it is and move on versus some detailed sort of extrapolation that might not necessarily hold a lot of water it just might be just like well we're just going to make up what happened because to be perfectly honest like there's a lot of things that happened around all of these recordings and like the making of that movie for instance that are just like kind of like a little bit sideways and cloudy at this point you know and, and not because uh, not, and, and for the uh, for, uh, only just because time sort of has a tendency to blur things. Oh yeah, of so, course. Yeah. So um, no, so I think it's you know if a twenty or twenty five year old person discovers any of that stuff and they 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 find something in it that's worthwhile or valid, then they're more than entitled to sort of own it however they want to. And if they feel like digging deeper, they feel like sort of like you know, reading, reading a little bit more between the lines. Make it, it's not impossible to find out more, you know, like all the interviews and all that stuff that it's when we actually, <laughs> it's all, yeah, sadly, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh man. Yeah. yeah, for better or for worse, things that were yeah. ephemeral yeah. And, and transitory at the time are, are now permanent record. Yeah, yeah. that was a, that was a weird thing about the, the Italy thing and the, the, that whole experience was unusual because when June of 44 broke up, the internet was not a place where you would just instantly be able to upload digital files. It <laughs> right. was, Here it is. It's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. It was like somebody had to take a VHS tape and digitize it. And then you had to figure out a way to compress it. And then you had to figure out like how many minutes of that videotape you could actually digitize and put right, up on. Right. Do that so, yeah. so, so yeah. So all of those things, there's all those variables where it's like, well, man, now we're just like with, you know, the night after we played a show, it was the whole show in its entirety was available online. It's like, well, wait, that's not okay. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's just seemed very, very unusual. Very different now. That's yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in, in that sense, it's like, to you if you have a bad night, (laughs) right? Exactly. It's like, yeah, exactly. And just photograph photography and all those things. It's like, Go, you know, you can basically go to the, you know, it was just an experience that something and shipping news was, you know, we, we sort of, uh, evolved and, and saw that sort of transition happen towards the end of 2008, yeah. 2009, when YouTube was really starting to dig its heels in and, um, our, our and there was more live video footage findable of shipping news than there ever was of June of 44 until now. Mm-hmm. And now there's like, you know, like all of this stuff, 17 like different angles pers- from the same show. Exactly. Well, yeah. and then going back, you know, and then step being in the back of a venue and looking forward and just seeing flat screens, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. just looking at people's like so looking creepy. at people's yeah, phones and clicking. Like, yeah, it's just it's just a very odd experience. But um, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, and on the other hand, now everybody having the uh, having the time to digitize those old VHS tapes and then taking ten minutes to put them up online. That's kind of a you end up with the. Uh, you know, uh, ways to watch yourself and learn, learn relearn the songs. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> bring bring yeah, it all back point. around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. At some point. At some point, I'm like, yeah, exactly. You know, and I, but otherwise, I'm like, well, I don't like, you know, like, I don't, uh, 
I, I mean, I guess people watch those things. Like, you know, it's just curious. Oh, I never yeah. people watch the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah. I never really had any. You know, I I, I would never. I don't, I don't really have any interest in watching myself play unless I, it's academic and I'm yeah. relearning my parts. <laughs> but it's certainly been useful. Like, you know, like you mentioned, Drive Like Jay here. Yeah. Uh, and like when they played their first reunion show yeah. in San, San Diego, like, I was there. I it was it, crazy. It was a weird place to be in six thousand people that didn't know exactly what the hell was going to happen. <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but but like I was very thankful. I was like, no, man, was, I'm so glad I got to see this. And I got to see them in New York, like yep. like half a year later. Yeah. But um, like that, you know. So it's you know, I, I don't. I, it's it, it's not a it's not necessarily a problem. It's just not. It's just an unusual sort it's, of it's atmosphere. A sort of... Yeah, it's a different atmosphere. And, yeah. and, and, and and the idea of it making people less present, I think, is an entirely different podcast, unfortunately, <laughs> but we, we don't have time for yeah, sure, sure. tonight. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's interesting that uh, – let's put it this way. I'm glad, although I could not be there in Italy to see it, I'm glad that you guys did it. And I think yeah. it, it's awesome that so many people got so much out of it. And that there is some, you know, whether it's <laughs> – the record anybody planned on for for being you know the arch- archival record of the event I, i'm glad that there is some and i think that's a cool thing that is a uh, you know that couldn't have happened 15 years ago or 20 years ago right. or like whatever and i think that that's, that's true. Uh, i don't know there's 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 some there's something there i don't know what but there's something there <laughs> yeah, i'm not yeah i'm certainly not I, don't get me wrong. I'm certainly not complaining about any of those things. No, it just, no. It was just, it was, again, it's just, and I think it's, uh, and I think it, you know, it's great for, you know, people here who were interested, you know, if they're, you know, to be able to just sort of grab onto a, a YouTube link and be able to watch it. It's yeah. just, it's just like every, like we were, while we were practicing, we we're like every mistake we make, <laughs> you, know, yep, yep. you know, every little piece of that comes out of your mouth while you sing that song yep. you know it's like whatever you can do you know it's going to be watched over and over and over again so that was just a Analyze little like uh, it's a bruder film you know, <laughs> but you know but we just did you know at the end you know ultimately it was just not something that i considered while we were playing nah, performing nah. by any stretch of the imagination but so, it's just sort of an interesting interesting nuance of, of, new, of playing live now so, so do, you, do you think that's it do you think there's going to be any more I don't know. I think we'll probably do a few, few more things. I mean, we don't want to do, I don't want to do, um, we don't, I, I have no interest in being a touring band or like a, like a, no, a, no. a, a operating band in a traditional sense. I, like I, the, it was eight, it was eight to 30 was, um, a very, very important and special thing for us to be like part of and to be invited into and welcomed into. So if, yeah, I mean, you know, I think moving forward, it- like, Moving forward, like it's one of those things where I think we, we're, we're just, you know, not to be like like cherry pick, but we're just going to be pretty selective about sure, like what we do because you know we don't have the time, we don't really have the time to sort of commit. Hey, we all have families and jobs and crucial things that sort of take precedence, but also, uh, you know, there's other other musics that we sort of want to pursue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, like if we, but, but, you know, not, and that's not to say that June 44 music isn't important to us. It's just a matter of just sort of making sure that we're being honest with ourselves as far as its potential and sort of being respectful of the things that we've done and, uh, and not just sort of, you know, stepping, you know, just, just turning, turn, like I said early on, I just never really been a big fan of, reunions i just think that yeah. they're they can be a mess and they can sort of have a diminutive effect on the impact of 
of something, you know, certainly if you just, you know, like just continue to sort of just do the same thing over and over and over again, it's just like, oh man. So maybe, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't see us playing like, like, I don't see us playing like, you know, uh, no shows, but I certainly don't see us playing like, like one month tours or anything like that. It, it's almost you know, like keeping like, it more adventure based is, is, is kind of like the move. I think. Yeah. I like yeah. if, you know, like if, you know, if pitchfork, God forbid, <laughs> uh, no, no, um, no, no. If uh, like you know, there, if, you know, like if there's you know, festivals and overseas are like a really, really big deal, or if like Riot Fest or one of those festivals got yeah. in touch with us and said, you know, we want you to come and do that, then we, you know, we we probably try to sink our teeth into it. But we're not, we, you know, we just don't want to play in Waterloo, Iowa, in a boathouse to 14 people <laughs> in a stuffed goat head. I don't want to do that anymore. Right. That does sound like a very fascinating scenario. I do, yeah, I totally not. Exactly, but I've done, I've done it, you know, and I like Waterloo, <laughs> Iowa, and I thought it was a great time once. <laughs> yeah, once. <laughs> you know, just, I did it once, and it was fantastic. <laughs> That's enough. No. Uh, um, yeah, totally. And, and and Jeff, thank you so much for doing it. It's been so great to talk to you, man. It's. Um, I'm so I hope so. I hope you got what, yeah, I hope you got what you needed out of it. It was fun to talk to you guys, too. Thank you for your time. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's, it's um, it's great to get all the information to like kind of get your perspective and, and and again as much as I like everything being mysterious about all things Juno forty four it's great to get past some of that mystery and kind of like find the uh, the, the the motivations behind some of it I think it's very valuable. Cool. Well, I'll, yeah, great. So is this like this was this was all like in real time? Is there a way that I might be able to come? Yeah, back yeah. And so this 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 is going to be podcasted. It's it's available for the internet uh, on you know in perpetuity. Which is how most people listen to it. Let's be frank. That's true. Uh, <laughs> cool. And and, and and there'll be things for it. There's a, there's one thing we do like to to ask folks um, that, that because because you don't get asked at this show if we don't like what you do. So the question that begin to be articulated as an actual question at I think episode 100 is uh, why do you do what you do, Jeff? Why do I do what I do? Yes. That's a really really interesting question. Um, uh. Largely, I think because I kind of have to. I feel like there's certain things that people do. Myself, uh, just speaking specifically for myself, that if I didn't, um, if I didn't make music or make artwork, I would probably become somewhat boring and tedious to myself, and I would feel like I would sort of, like, I'd sort of just like kind of lose a little bit of whatever it is that sort of kind of just makes me feel better. You know, I feel right. like that's sure. just important. It makes me good for the people that. Um, care you know that i care about and they care about me if i didn't make music or artwork my my wife would just want me to like <laughs> probably go do something else or just leave me i don't know i'll just i've become i've become yeah, boring you know? or something maybe yeah, yeah. yeah well no well that's a, that's a craft that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, some craft yeah. there but but no more like um more just like i just don't want to be you know uh, you know i just feel like it's a it's always been sort of something that's been in me that i've just had no control over you know i just always felt like i've always had to sort of kind of dig out some cerebral sort of expression uh, some sort of um relationship from what is happening inside my brain to sort of pushing it out of it and letting it sort of just exist in in the real world in some capacity be it for myself or be it for uh, you know someone who who might might get something from it but uh, i just think that it's uh it's just always been a necessity for me to 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 make things Try to make something genuine, you know. Right on. Hard to argue with cool. that. 
<laughs> All right. Th- thanks so much for doing it, man. It's it's been so great talking to you. Um, Wonderful. Thank you guys so much, and good luck with the podcast. And uh, don't be strangers. You thanks, bet, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, okay, sure. Take take care. All right, take care. Okay, bye bye. Oh, there he goes. What a cool guy. What a cool guy. (laughs) What a cool guy. What a cool guy. I'm so glad that we we were finally finally able to make that happen. Yeah, uh, that was fantastic. That's a a nice thing there. That's a a nice thing that uh, we were able to. It's one of those nice things. (laughs) (laughs) Would would have loved to have been at that show, man. That that would have been cool, but wishes were fishes. We would always see food. I don't know. What's, what's I don't it, know. Is that saying, Joe? I don't have... I don't, it, never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I better not be the Conan Neutron story. No, it definitely is not. <laughs> 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 nothing nothing fish-themed, for sure. That's it. Uh, holy moly, here we go. Another episode. Episode 120, I think. Eh, I think it's 120. Sure. 120. I should write this down. Uh, <laughs> Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. Uh, find Jeff Mueller... Um, do 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 a search with quotation marks, or you'll find Jeff Sessions and, yeah. and uh, Robert Mueller. Put uh, put June forty four in there. June forty four. Put shipping news in there. In there. Yeah, exactly. Use your Googles. Put some Rodan in there. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, cool dude. I'm really glad that worked out. The show's called Connor Neutron's Protonic Reversal. You can find it uh, every Thursday. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific. Neutron.com for the archives. Signing off. Hit that like button. <laughs> Ring that bell. <laughs> Ring that goddamn bell, you sons of bitches. Thank Don't you. Don't let your meatloaf. Don't let your meatloaf. Uh, all this stuff helps people find the show, which, uh, you know. And that's that's a nice thing. It's, it's you don't have to. It's nice if you do. We appreciate it. We do. Cool stuff coming up. Fifty thousand watts of power. Anything? Anything else? Parting that I'm all of, good. Uh, peace and wisdom. Nothing. Sleep well. Do your best. It's good advice. It's good advice. Uh, of course, this happens on RadioNope.com. Say yes to Nope. Live listeners, Brian uh, Musikoff show. Music on yes. with Musikoff. No idea what it's uh, about. Songs about death. Oh, I think. fun. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheery stuff coming up next. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it. Catch you later. Got my radio Cheery fucking stuff. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the, it's the end of radio. The last announcer plays the last record. The last what? Leaves the transmitter. Circles the globe in search of a listener. Can you hear me now? if there's no one there to receive.
this had been a real emergency. Hey, hey! This is a real goddamn emergency! Well, I read a little thing on this little Facebook thread about this where someone was sort of uh, angry with you about your banter. And, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that because, you know, that's what this is all about, isn't it? It's about banter. It's what it's, it's, what it's all about.